All right, let's record a podcast, pussies. It's April 28, 2022 at 1.13 p.m. It is a Wednesday, Thursday. It's a Thursday, not a Friday. It's Thursday, boys. Um, I haven't recorded a podcast in weeks at this point. I haven't really had a day off or time to do it. Um, and I don't really feel bad about not putting one out in the longest time just because I'm not in any position to give myself some sort of schedule. Ideally, I would have a schedule on when to record, when to record videos, when stuff comes out. But as of the moment, that is not uh, a priority. Shit will come out when it comes out. And that is, <laughs> I say that, but then I will constantly feel uh, bad about not having something out on a time or having a schedule. Um, I'm extremely neurotic because now that I do, now that I've been uploading YouTube stuff more regularly, it's like, okay, well, when do I put a video out? When do I put a podcast out? When am I going to make more shirts? Blah, blah, blah. I want to do everything which leads me to not making that much stuff that often. And whenever I make, uh, whenever I make posts on the internet about like feeling bad that stuff isn't coming out, apologizing for dates and stuff, everyone that seems to watch this stuff is always like, hey, just like it comes out when it comes out. And I know that that is true is that if I rush stuff, it's going to be bad. Even if I don't rush stuff, it'll still be bad. But I still have this underlying feeling that I should be doing more. But I think that's neuroticism. So we're going to put that to the side today and just going to do a nice little podcast <laughs> because I found some funny stuff I'm going to share with you guys. First of all, we need to talk about something very important and it's uh, the most important thing of all time in this day and age, um, staying politically aware um, and not doing that actually. Don't be politically aware. Politics have decided is the bane of existence. And uh, now I'm a complete aestheticist. I don't believe in politics. I don't believe in anything other than aesthetics and things. I just broke the computer. Things looking good, which is, uh, if you ask me, if we just all were just focused on making things that looked nice to look at, the universe would be a lot more forgiving to our misdeeds and the sins we commit against uh, this universe. But you know what? People seem to not be upset. Because I suppose, so I was googling aestheticism, because I know nothing about it, and it talks about aesthetic virtues being over their socio-political, like, what, impact or something? And this is the thing I don't get with politics, is once you become super-duper political, you can, like, take this new Northman movie, for example... This egg, the egg boy, Mr. Eggers, just wanted to make a movie about Vikings and do it really well. And I want to talk about that in a second. But he makes this movie, and then instantly all these politically aligned uh, internet freakazoids want to make it into this weird alt-right Viking white supremacy thing. And it's like, did you guys watch the movie? I don't know how you watched it. And got that out of it unless you went into it wanting to get that out of it which is a complete um i mean it's like the worst it's like a sin against art that you can go into a movie wanting to view it in a political way because it's like art uh transcends politics i mean it it it, they're not even in the same ballpark it's not even like it's different like we made politics human civilization society invented politics but aesthetic experience exists outside of that so therefore it's like it doesn't it the, the circles don't overlap 
like it only like it, politics overlaps with aesthetics aesthetics but aesthetics does not overlap with politics politics if they want to get their grubby little paws covered in child's blood all over our movies and art and music and stuff then yeah do that if you're a freak but like trees are pretty regardless of if there's people here or not and you can say well the tree isn't pretty if there's no one to experience the tree but that's dumb and i don't care about that argument so eat a bag of dicks so yeah aestheticism is the best i'm no longer politically aligned i am a neo-genesis libertarian and aesthetics is the only thing that matters now that's whole north of the newbie that i briefly touched on here's the thing is a lot of the stuff on the channel that we put out is usually music related just because I find that uh, honestly what it is is I don't want to be one of those video essay guys like I do have some scripts and I do want to make some videos about certain albums certain genres like the vaporwave thing um, but I don't want to be a video essay guy because there's very few people like I, I watched a lot of video essays when I was a few years ago and I'm aware of some guys that do video essay stuff and they do it well like I mean, Nakey Jakey is arguably a video essay guy, but it's more about the aesthetic and the look and the feel that makes seems to make a video essay what a video essay is. People usually imagine it's like a mid-20-year-old guy with a nice voice talking over like a slickly edited video with like good musical cues and good editing tricks, but that doesn't, like, I'll leave that to Nerd Writer and those kind of cats that make that stuff. And the music, as far as music goes, is it seems to be less music, music YouTube and music dialogue on the internet seems to be a lot more like, oh, I like this, I like this, I like this. And even though my interest lies more in film and I like making videos and doing visual stuff more than audio stuff. As far as like creativity goes, that's not my strong suit. I've tried to mess around FL Studios, and you can ask Iden, it never turns out good. But that's not my forte. But I'm more interested in film and like the discussions around it. But I find the discussion around film to be like so boring, and people just repeating the same points. And there, it it seems to, like film Twitter is just atrocious at some points and everyone's like eh. there's no new takes but and so i don't want to do videos about i'll maybe if there's a thing like a movie or something that i really want to talk about then i'll do a video about it but i feel like with music it's different versus with film because film is usually a longer format and there's quite more like okay i don't want to say that film is a more expensive experiential thing than music is but you can only experience film in a couple places ideally a theater with lots of people with an IMAX the biggest screen the best sound possible like the experience of watching a film directly relates to you, your enjoyment of the film like I'll get into that with the Northman thing but like in music is it's so much less experiential because the music itself is the experience but going to see a movie in itself is an experience and the movie also adds on to that like you can listen to your music in your car in your headphones walking along a, a dock by the bay 
you can listen to music on your computer while you're coding you can listen to music i mean in a theater too if you wanted to you can go to watch parties listen to bonfires music can go anywhere but film in my mind is a bit more um you know it's just sacred isn't the right word but it definitely has a more uh sake rats what's the what's a better word than sacred it's much more isolated to a few specific places where you can experience a film and talking about it in youtube videos isn't it seems like it'd do more good more bad than good unless it's something that's very unique in a way and so talking about a movie like in brief passing it's just i don't know what it is there's just something i can't really put a finger on it i did the best i could but yeah so no i'm not gonna do a lot of videos about film because i find the, the youtube scene and the discussion around it usually redundant and not that interesting unless you're like roger ebert or somebody then you can talk about movies or the red letter media boys but like other than that it, there's not a lot of people that i can think of that do it well and i don't want to be the guy that doesn't do it well but in regards to the northman i've actually seen three movies this year in theaters so far and they've all been absolute smash hits it was the batman and everything everywhere all at once and then the northman and i'd probably say my favorite movie out of those three is everything everywhere that movie's fucking phenomenal everything everywhere all at once i haven't seen a movie that pulls off this like kind of random funny shtick while also retaining a bunch of heart which is maybe the best aspect of the film is it's got so much soul and heart and love and it's fairly profound granted i saw it under the influence so that kind of <laughs> influenced my uh, enjoyment of the film and the experience i had with it but it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun but it really did keep a nice pace and momentum and just carried it the entire way through because it it didn't lose sight like there are some movies that i've seen um that want to be funny and random and cool and then they kind of lose themselves in the sauce and they don't retain any heart but this somehow keeps this uh, like family narrative going through it's like a like the rick and morty kind of syndrome where the first couple of seasons are very like it keeps that heart while being wacky and lol random but then in the later seasons it kind of loses that and it has like it, it tries to hit those beats but it doesn't have the same heart because the focus has gone away from the heart and this, like the characters and the dynamics of it and gone toward how wacky and weird can we make this uh scenario that we're playing around in actually i do that that happens more in comedy in like adult animation i see but everything everywhere keeps that heart going the entire time and it's lovely it's a ton of fun i'd highly recommend it but the northman's the northman experience wasn't the best we saw at the uh i was looking for an imax showing there wasn't any imaxes nearby that were showing it and so we had to go see it in our hometown and the theater fucking next to us was also showing at the same time and so the entire time i'm just trying to have like an immersive experience in this fucking movie with the, the Eggman makes and i love his previous movies and i'm already stoked to see it and then i keep hearing fucking music and dialogue from the next theater over and holy shit that is my you built the damn you built the damn place you built the studio you built the theater how on earth did you not put just a little bit more money in this soundproofing you just need to spend like how much does it here a sec we're gonna look up how much does it cost to build a movie theater 
Damn, I'm so good at typing. Yeah, sure, they didn't backspace once. How much does it build cost to build a home? An IMAX home theater is starting at four hundred grand. Uh, and okay, I want to an AMC like commercial theater. Give me a better number. Okay, I don't know. What it's gonna be millions of dollars, right? How is when your focus is not on soundproofing? That's like the whole oh whatever whatever. Just or just play the fucking movie at a different time. Jesus. God, that was so fucking annoying. It didn't ruin my experience at all, but like, motherfucker. It just fucking put some soundproofing. I know there's tons of it already. You don't want to spend the extra for a little more? So that way I'm not hearing whatever fucking movie. What are the, what are the movies are in theaters right now? There's that animated movie that looks like balls. Oh my God, wait, what was that trailer I saw yesterday? Chippendale? That wants to be like Roger Rabbit 2.0, and instead of like utilizing 2D animation, they just rotoscope it to make it. Oh, dude, I, I hate rotoscoping, unless it's done like incredibly well. Roger Rabbit made 2D look good in a 3D space. When did Roger Rabbit come out? The 80s. This is a damn ass movie in 2022. With a two, you guys don't even have the balls, but a 2D character in that space. You have to rotoscope it and make it look like balls. That movie can can go eat a bag of baby dicks. I don't fucking like that movie. So moving on from movies, I want to open a pumpkin patch. It was actually Kaylee's idea to open up a pumpkin patch like in the middle of September, grow pumpkins, sell them when October comes, get out, make a clean buck. But I don't know how hard it is to grow pumpkins i don't really know at all and i'm kind of trying to think about it and it might be harder than i think right because pumpkins are pretty big so you probably need a lot of land right to grow like okay let's say let's say you grow 50 pumpkins and you sell them at like what 25 bucks a piece and they're like mid-sized pumpkins so 50 times 25 is like what <laughs> my mom's gonna be furious it's like a little over a grand yeah 50 times 25 no it's gonna be yeah it's good yeah yeah it's gonna be a little over a grand okay so i knew that but it's gonna be a little over a grand and i don't know how much pumpkins like do pumpkins grow on the ground obviously so you plant seeds but how long does a pumpkin take to grow unless it's a really big seed it's probably gonna take forever so what i have to start like in the summer and then I had to be responsible for a pumpkin plant for like six months. That's no good. That's not worth a grand. I don't care about that much. So pumpkin patches. I want to open up a pumpkin patch. Um, that'd be pretty cool, I think. What do you guys think? Yeah, nod your head. I think it's cool. You guys like that? Yeah, I like that too. I see Elon Musk bought Twitter. Who gives a shit? Um, I think of so many good topics during the day. I'll be driving around all day and it's like, yeah, I could talk about this in the podcast. It'll be great. And then I can never think of them. Okay. Okay. Wait, here was one I was thinking of. And it was while I was watching the Northman. I was watching the trailers and I'm seeing all these movies that look like absolute garbo. And it's no secret that like, I mean, like the biggest, some of the biggest movies of all time were, are like great films like Alien, Ghostbusters, Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, Gone with the Wind, those are all big smash hits in theaters, and Jaws, and they're all great movies. 
but very rarely now does it seem like a great movie makes a killing at the box office that isn't produced by Marvel. And a good Marvel movie, like like a, a Marvel movie that's like an eight, would if it wasn't Marvel, it'd be like a five. More than Mar- <laughs> yeah, no, Marvel movies suck. But I see all these trailers for all these terrible movies, and it's like, oh, they're gonna make so much money. And it's so easy to like slip into some sort of cynicism. And, you know, I can sit here smug and never having made a movie in my life, just making piddly little YouTube videos. And then I see a trailer for a movie that probably took a, um, certainly took a ton of effort to make, even though, you know, comparatively. But you see it's terrible, and you know it's going to be terrible, and you know it's going to make a bunch of movie, and you just sit back and you're like, wow, this sucks, Move- Hollywood's dying, movies are dying, what are we going to do, this is such a doomer pill moment. But then you can do that, and I do that sometimes. But the other answer is like, well, if you think you know so much, go make a damn movie go show them go show audiences what a good movie can look like show them that you can have fun and get a great experience from a theater and watching a movie without having to put tom holland in it like just do it then and then it's hard yeah you realize it's like in a, in a herculean task to make even like a five minute short film that doesn't look like balls but if you really are that upset by bad movies like taking all the cash away then do it or shut up about it or just be a complete doomer just be a complete doomer but if you're a cynic get off i don't like you man i can't stand it but like just go go make a movie if movies are so bad and there can be good ones go do one or go help do one or talk about them or just something for christ's sake instead of just bitching about it on the internet so now I'm going to bitch about them bitching about it on the internet. Let's go. True Detective was really good. I just finished that. That was pretty good. It was actually phenomenal. It wasn't just pretty good. It was phenomenal. Some of the best TV you've ever seen. Kaylee was gone for like a weekend, and I just like completely ignored all my... Okay, wait. We need to do a, we need to do a touchback on something that was mentioned in the last podcast by me. Um, I said that sleeping might not be necessary, and I did a little bit of experimentation myself. And let me tell you, um, there might be truth in that. There might be something, but I don't know if it's worth it. Because I stayed up till probably like 3 a.m. most nights watching True Detective and drawing and doing stuff on the computer. And then I could barely get up the next morning and kind of hated everything for most of the day. So maybe it isn't the best thing to do. But... I'm not going to tell anyone not to do it. Oh yeah, so that's what I've been doing today. Today I've been um I've been doing some stuff in Blender. I've been messing around with some stuff before, but I kind of for the most in March. I, I didn't have any jobs for all of March cuz my truck was broken down. And so then I started messing around in Blender cuz I saw um Intranet Girl on YouTube, great channel. I don't even know how I got that algorithm, but I saw a tutorial from her and I was like, "What is this software? It looks so good." And I'd always been, you know, I'm always wanting to make stuff and find new ways to make stuff. Like, just find new toys to play around with and make something cool. And Blender looked really cool. And so, for most of March, I was keeping a good pace and making something like once a week, twice a week, three times a week or something. Then for most of April, I kind of fell off. I've been getting back into it. And so, that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this right now because I got tired of messing around with Blender. I'm trying to make like a 3D isometric thing 
that it like spells names too but it's like out of like uh rectangles that, that go back and forth and it's gonna look like one of those optical illusions with like the one side like the top and the left are white and the side facing out is yellow but blender's been pissing me the hell off um so i took a break <laughs> i went and smoked a cigarette and took a break and now i'm doing this and that's pretty good um but blender's really fun i really need to keep a good pace of blender it's nice stuff i've been wanting to try and make um i guess as an exercise remake um uh, low poly textures from like banjo kazooie like try and remake like klungo in uh blender or try and do like a model of banjo and kazooie in blender because i've gotten okay enough at just doing like simple shapes but i don't know any of the sculpting stuff it's a whole different skill set and I want to try and get into that. And especially if I, if I just try and make it look, it'd be a good exercise to make like a character in the style of an N64 kind of graphic because it'd be fairly easy to model and I have to get creative because like even though, you gotta think about it, even though Banjo came out whenever you could have 64 polygons, um, it's, it's, in the, it's a very recognizable character because you know, they had less to work with, right? So they had to make the uh, silhouette just more iconic like Mario was it an 8-bit game, but you recognize 8-bit Mario because it's just too iconic. And Mega Man and all those things, like, because they had such strict restrictions on how much they could do graphically, everyone's incredibly visually simple. But you have to find a way for it to be simple, but also still stand out. And, like, the silhouette is the truth of that. Like, you think about games, like, oh, I'm getting into a whole different thing. But, no, Blender's great. I'm going to keep doing stuff in there. But... I am a little upset that I haven't recorded a podcast while I've been wanting to, but it's just about finding a place, finding a time, getting the mind state for it, because even though it's like, is pretty simple, like, okay, okay, we're going to say something. Podcast, everyone's got one, right? But how many podcasts do you listen to if you even listen to podcasts? I mean, genuinely, if you're listening to this, you probably are familiar enough with podcasts at least. And no one listens to no one listens to bad podcasts. They only listen to good podcasts because bad podcasts, you know one when you hear one. They are not very good, and everyone thinks they can do a podcast. And not that they shouldn't, but it isn't very easy to keep a good conversation going for the minimum of an hour. People see Joey Rogie doing four or five hour episodes. Like, oh, dude, how hard he's got to talk for four. Dude, I can do that for years. And then you realize, no, 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 you can't. And so eventually we're going to get guests on this one because, you know, we're going to do that eventually because the conversation between two people is more interesting than a conversation between one. But, you know, you got to get the fucking balance on a line of like being entertaining enough, but not being like an annoying asshole, but also like getting information out and like um yeah just like it's not educational but like being boring keeping a level head enough to get information out but also letting it be cool enough that you guys can laugh and have a good time and make it enjoyable because like i listen to a lot of academic podcasts i listen to like um a lot of not academic podcasts podcasts that have academics on like yeah i can listen to a professor from mit or stanford or i can listen to them talk because i'm interested in their work in science and what they're doing and academia and all that stuff i'm interested in all that but that's not what everyone's interested in but if you do it correctly you can get people that aren't interested in that to listen anyway because you're entertaining enough personality for it 
and because there are people that I want to have on. They're like my friends. I want to talk to friends because it'll be fun. I'm gonna get Aiden on here soon, hopefully. Um, he'll be he'll be back soon. I can chat with him and have friends on and like yeah, you can talk about like certain stuff. Have things on a docket like oh yeah, I'm gonna have this person on and we're gonna about this and this and this and the next thing and cause we'll hopefully we'll both have opinions on it because if they don't know about it and I know about it, then like nothing's gonna get done. And so you have to like keep it open enough and not scripted enough or not like uh, an itinerary enough so that way you can follow the flow of a conversation because where you think it might be going, that's a good interesting spot, might not be at all. It might be the most boring shit you've ever heard in your life. And then what they say might suck. And so that's just, you just gotta be able to roll with the punches kind of with it. And so I'm gonna do all of Gaston when I think I'm ready to get back into having guests on because I haven't done a podcast with somebody else in a hot minute. And and my thought process was, well, if I can talk to myself and just the audience and have it not suck complete balls, then maybe I can have a guest on and we can talk about something. And then if I continue to get better at it and getting better at having a conversation and podcasting and speaking and being articulate and not saying um and all that stuff, then maybe I can have some people on that are actually, I want to, I'm actually interested in their stuff. There's a couple guys that I know in KC that I'd like to have on. And by know, I mean I know of them. I don't know them personally, but it would be fun to have them on that they do interesting stuff. Um, there's some professors that I'd like to speak to about their work and how they approach it. There's some students that I know that I've been in classes with that are doing interesting work I want to talk with. And we're going to get to that point, but I just got to make sure that I'm ready for it. And, you know, I could just, you know, record them private, but, you know, I want to make something at least. And even if it's bad, I want to put it out because I've been having having to fight that forever. Is This is why I hate editing. It's not because I don't like editing. Editing, the actual process of editing is fun. The thing is, when I'm editing... The entire time I'm rewatching my video for hours, I'm like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> Do not upload this. This is terrible. And the thing is, is it might be bad. I might also be wrong, so I'm a freak, but it might not be bad. And even if it is bad, I'm going to upload it anyway because for the longest time I wasn't making stuff because I wanted to make it good. Well, I'm not making anything if you're not, if you're not making something because it's not going to be good then you're not making anything. You gotta make something at least. And if it's bad, it's bad, that's fine. People make bad stuff all the time. There's bad Scorsese movies. I watched Shutter Island and that kinda sucked. That's Martin Scorsese, he makes bad movies and spends millions of dollars on bad movies. So if I just spend an hour of my day making a bad podcast, I'm cool with that. I'm not cool with it, but I'm trying to get cool with it because you shouldn't be happy. You shouldn't be complacent in making bad things. You shouldn't try and make bad things. You should try and do things as good as you can. But also, you can't try too damn hard because then you get stuck on it, man. I've had scripts for videos that have been sitting in my notes folder for a year. That Vaporwave video I made, like, I wrote that script a year before I made the video. And I didn't make it because I wanted to make it good. And I'm now rewatching the Vaporwave video. I can think about a dozen things I could make that I could do that would be better. But I'm just going to keep making stuff. And if you guys hate it, I'm cool with that. You can hate it. Go ahead and hate it. I would love for you to hate it. At least that's, that's a reaction. <laughs> I just want to get some sort of reaction. If it's boring, no, that'd be bad. I do not want it to be boring. 
That's the last thing I want. So on that note, I can already feel us petering out and getting a little bit boring. So we're going to let you guys go. Let's talk about one thing before then. Do not forget Brian Singer, the producer, the Hollywood producer, director, and sometimes writer, is in fact a predator on children. And make sure everyone knows that Brian Singer should be held accountable for all these crimes against humanity he's committed because he is still not been convicted of anything so make sure you guys google brian singer and tell everybody you know that he is a deplorable person who abuses his power on children and gets away with it he's brian singer you never want but that's whatever if i die it was brian singer good night guys i love you all take care